0: all right uh, welcome to the dignity show uh today on my life intake we have ivan rosey ivan is the ceo and founder of print border co-founder co-founder of yeah. print border yeah yes yeah, yeah. so ivan welcome to the show
1: thank
0: you thank you yeah so like i told you earlier about on our our season of my life intake uh we are trying to put human faces to the innovative start startups, investments, and then policy frameworks driving the technology sector across Africa. but And then specifically Uganda for now. So uh, Ivan, straight to our first talking point uh, about your genesis in tech. You know, tech, everyone has their own story of how they got into tech. Yes. So can you shine a light about, uh, for us a bit on how you fell in love with tech?
1: Yeah, sure. Um, was in my teen years. I think I was like six, fifteen, or sixteen, or something. And um, you no, know, that's probably earlier than that. So when I was twelve, I moved from Uganda to the U.S. and I went and I lived with my aunt initially. Mm. And my aunt had an old—I uh, mean, what is it? Two eighty-six. <laughs> I think two eighty-six was like. Yeah the top of the, anyway, she had an old, old, uh, okay, old now, but back then it was cutting edge, like brand new, uh, like IBM compatible PC, mm. and I remember, I, I remember my time, either it was right before Windows 3.1 came out, or right after, but she didn't have Windows 3.1, she had some, old, some piece of crap going, <laughs> like it was uh, Geo Windows, <laughs> or some some horrible knockoff, so, uh, somehow I read up and I realized that Windows was the way to go so I, I don't know how I even got her to buy it, but she bought, I remember it was something like 16 or 30 floppies, that's how you installed Windows back wow. then. Yeah, floppies. Wow. Yeah, yeah, you didn't have, there were no CDs there at are the There no time. CDs, right? Yeah. Mm. So it was like a 3-4 month project. I learned so much because mm. I, uh, I, uh, I ruined the hard drive and Basically, I learned on, on her money and her time and her computer, replaced the hard drive, replaced it, replaced, eventually installed Windows. That was my intro to tech. Eventually, my intro to programming came a bit later. I was in a band, mm. and um, the internet had just started where we were. Um, and I was. Uh, what did I end up doing? I ended up setting up like a basic, horrible HTML website and using <laughs> Adobe Fireworks to hey, like Fireworks, baby. DreamWorks Fireworks, fireworks. fireworks MicroMedia before Adobe bought it. Jesus, <laughs> that's, that's ages ago. That, exactly. <laughs> that's been what macromedia This was the days of Flash. And <laughs> MicroMedia was awesome. I I go off track. So that's how I got into it. Started creating that website. Then my first programming quote-unquote was java mm. and i just stumbled upon uh a website about it and i was trying applets because i was trying to make the site more dynamic. dynamic this is like when you when we use like cgi bins like w- way back <laughs> <laughs> um, when applets were like seemed like the future yes yeah yeah mm. so that, that was my even
0: idea. before the days of hyper hypertext http
1: <laughs> roughly in there because you see b- Roughly in there, because mm. initially it was before, when there were still many approaches to make a site dynamic. Okay. So this was the days of Perl and using like like um, like CGI scripts, and it was very rudimentary for the time, very basic. It was a hassle. True. True,
2: true.
1: But everyone was trying to figure out how to make your site dynamic. So it wasn't just static HTML. And, and this was like, when I say static HTML, I mean static HTML like notepad shit like you scribble <laughs> <laughs> like when you want to update it you open an, a text uh,
0: text uh, editor uh, and then change the image did. name repush <laughs> that, that was ages ago uh, so now uh, talking to talking about your journey in entrepreneurship because cause I know you from Print Border. Yes, yes, Cause yes and Because I, I know people in tech, they usually does not have only one thing running up on. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. It's yeah.
0: like bits bits of journey and everything. So mm. can you walk us down down the journey just a bit? A, a recap of the first business you remember creating on the internet.
1: My God. Um, you want me to start? Let me start in Uganda. <laughs> yeah, true. Because we'll I don't, do. don't want to take up too much of your time. <laughs> I'm a serial failed entrepreneur <laughs> oh my god so in Uganda I've done many um, all with varying degrees of success I'll talk about the ones that I'll, I'll use this metric if 10 people other than me used it I'll talk about it <laughs> okay okay actually no 10 is too low I've done my, th- th- there'll still be too many i'll do like a hundred okay a hundred, a hundred if thousand I, if a hundred people i don't know use my creation i'll discuss it okay. <laughs> that's the metric I'll use. all right um so what was the first one it was probably warlocks warlocks yes D- that
0: which year around which year was that man. early 2000
1: 2010 no 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 later than 2015,
0: 2016, around there? Okay, about four or five years
1: ago. Yeah, then. yeah. But so, and actually, before that, I'd had others, mm. but this is, the, uh, using this metric of 100 people I don't know used it. Mm. So, um, it was Wolox. So, Wolox was, like, me and you were chatting before. Mm. It was basically a like that AO thing that has just come out, but without all the, you didn't have the free 1GB, didn't have the, all, all these additions these guys have put in, all the entertainment stuff. Mm. Basically, what Wilox what did is you could send, using a, a smartphone, if you had data, mm. you could send SM, a message to anyone. SMS. SMS or smartphone. Okay. Just using your data. So you weren't charged for the SMS. Okay. Now, the person who had a, a feature phone, they would get your SMS. But, of course, if they were writing back to you, they would be charged the SMS. But you and the app
2: would mm. get it in
1: conversation. So, you like... For smartphone use it was seamless. Okay. You could chat with anyone. Just blah, 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 blah. So that was the value addition. Just <laughs> free SMS basically. True, true, true. So like uh, I released it as a not as a joke, but you never you never know. If if you've made enough of these things, you just never know what's going to happen. Like true, like true. The, like the journey of, of something getting traction. If you do it enough times, you realize that it's as much luck as it is product market fit. There's a lot. There's a bit of luck. True. true. And this one just hit that spot. Dude. The thing blew up. Blew up like everyone was talking about it. Yeah, not just talking about it, using it. <laughs> <laughs> it was beyond exponential growth. Yeah. Like like uh, I had some little b like BS like server. Or what? I'm trying to. This was the, I wasn't using AWS then. So it was like some piece of gar it was like a droplet. Like like dream, not even dream, dream ocean. Some like a small little Java server. I updated this thing probably every two days in terms of in, like doubling the size doubling and its size. capacity. So it reached a point where I didn't have enough money <laughs> to double the size again. So I had to <laughs> I had to go redo the app and redo the logic. And I learned so much in like two weeks about scalability and yeah, true, and true. so many things, so ma- like, like it, uh, f- a funny story, like the logs, you know the app, the the app bu- logs? Yeah, the, the app logs. Mm-hmm. So the main reason it would crash was because the log file would get full. It would just fill the hard disk. That's yeah. how many messages. <laughs> in weeks. <laughs> weeks, nigga, like in a day, in a day <laughs> or so, like multiple times a day. Oh, right. Yeah, because it was storing.
0: So and many and, and I, I, I believe you are the only deaf involved in it. Of course, of course. I know, man. Startup and all that. So, did you explore other options of of raising capital, or you are all bootstrapping it?
1: Oh, 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 all old, 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 old bootstrapping. Because you see, like, um, what I always liked to do mm. was, I, I money is hard to come by, so. I wasn't going, I, I, I always wanted to build things where it was all digital. You, yeah. you see what I mean? Where where, where the, the, the capital investment was no more than how many servers do I need to pay space for, mm. right? The rest will be my time investment. So I never wanted to, to, to put money in, like, something like, well, Lox doesn't need... To do, Investment for one. Like the, the greatest investment is my time and, and my and my brains. That, that, that's 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 that.
0: it. So you never wanted to bring other people on board.
1: Eventually I, I would have. Eventually mm. I would have. Mm. But it um uh, it never got there. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. It's it, okay. It, it never. I, the reason it never got there wasn't from you. It
0: was from the design. Was it from embracing? tech no, from.
1: It, 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 see well Lux had one great its greatest strength was its greatest weakness okay its greatest strength was its value addition of sending free SMS. SMS. so when you were in the app and you sent a message to someone on the feature phone they would get it from your number so the p- through the recipient and the sender it was like magic like how the fuck is this happening hmm. but then I th- this was years back when the, the the sms apis and laws were way less stringent so in a s- in in many ways it was a hack. Made it. Yeah, it was <laughs> built on a hack. So its days were always numbered. Okay. So eventually the the,
0: the telcos, mm. the
1: older telcos, they changed. If if if, if you notice now, um, non telco generated SMS, right, have to follow a strict set of rules in yes, terms yes. of who the sender is yes. and DND and all that nonsense. So it couldn't work and then, so the, the the service kept degrading 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 and it was reaching a point to where i saw that that, that its future was was constrained because it was built on true, 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 true. but so it was it was a blast bro. it was my first true taste of of something i'll use the term going viral but yeah. it's one of the first things i created where it, it for me it blew up you know what i mean it was the thing was sending like a hundred thousand messages at one point, it was crazy. It was nuts. I I could not keep up. Many sleepless nights. True,
0: true, true. Uh, so, uh, was I built up on that, or the next product you worked on was totally out of scope or of wallah?
1: No, 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 the next, the next product I hadn't. I, I kind of hadn't learned my lesson about free shit. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> so the next one was an app called Adforms. Adforms. Uh, yes, mm-hmm. the mighty Adforms.
0: What was it about?
1: Very simple. You view ads Mm. and you get airtime and eventually mobile money for viewing ads. But when you'd view the ad, you wouldn't just view the ad. You'd view the ad and you'd ask, then you'd see a question about the ad and you'd have to answer the question about the ad correctly. Okay. So the whole idea was this was like the best type of advertising for everyone. They have to answer the question so you know that they've comprehended the ads. So you as the advertiser you know Me. that you're getting value. For, yes, true. Yes, true. Then you as the user, you want some airtime, go watch 100 ads <laughs> from true, true. from all these people. Yeah. That one kind of blew up too. That, that one blew up like, uh, like, um, like, well, looks, mm-hmm. if not greater, because by then, this was a couple of years later, I'd learned a lot. Mm. I'd l- I was more experienced about how to market, how to strategize, how to uh, how to do a lot. find
0: the thing. old process. Yeah, yeah,
1: but because see, on one on one on, 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 with Wallops, I was blindsided, let's say, and mm-hmm. and and, and, and d- wasn't ready to capitalize on user interest. I, n- I wasn't ready to capitalize on how to generate it, how to understand it, how to, I didn't know analytics then, I didn't know numbers, I didn't know growth, I didn't know, mm. um, I didn't know any of those things, I didn't know how to measure progress, I, because I was, I had never had to, true, true, true. I'd never had to, so, um, through a lot, I learned the bloody way how to do those things, so by the time phones came around, I knew, I knew, like, this is how you make the app, this is how you put in the Play Store, so this is how easy. you do this, this is how you do that. These are the numbers I need before I care about iOS. These are the numbers I need before I care about this. This is how I need to talk to advertisers. These are my dashboards. This is my this. This is my that. And uh, it was I, was I was ready. Okay. I was ready. So was success
0: ready. came a bit earlier than...
1: On Wilox it did. On, on, on headphones I was ready. The success came mm. as not... I, I won't say as I expected it, because you can never expect success. True. But I hoped for it, and it came. And I, I had the infrastructure in place right, yeah, to know true. how to handle it. True, true.
0: So, um, so uh, Ivan, so to uh, our third talking point about e-commerce mm. on how to deliver value on e-commerce. Because I know you, I know print Border is doing, okay, maybe before before the lockdown, before quarantine, COVID, everything,
2: mm. uh,
0: print Border was at this peak sort of yes. like
2: yes yes so yes, so,
0: yes. Uh, for, for stockers, uh what do you how do you deliver value on e-commerce business
1: the, um, the first thing hmm. to remember because
0: I, I consider print board more of like an e-commerce business it's a
1: hybrid it's hybrid a hy- yeah, yeah. yeah okay it's a hybrid so <laughs> what, what what um see e-commerce in 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 this market let's say for Uganda, is a funny term. (laughs) Because it's, um, like I almost feel in Uganda they should call it e-commerce asterisk. You know what I mean? Because, like, I I don't even call it e-commerce, right? Just as an element of... Yeah, yeah, it's... Eventually where I've come to in Uganda is like I'm... I want to... (laughs) I'm starting a business to, to deliver value to clients. Right. Okay. I look at my entire value chain from, from beginning to end. Okay. Right? Right? Mm-hmm. Considering how can I best deliver value to the client. Right. I digitize the parts of the process that make it more convenient for the client. Mm-hmm. Anything that doesn't make it convenient for the client, I do not digitize. I've learned that the hard way. Okay. So the problem with saying e-commerce and, and, and because that brings up all the thoughts of, of Amazon and this shit will never work here. It doesn't even apply here. True, true. So that's true, why, true. for me personally, I don't even like using the term because then my my execution of providing value to the end user in Uganda gets polluted when I start from the the, the, the Western e-commerce model. True. True. But true. if I think about it, mm-hmm. the average user, mm. if you say e-commerce, they they do not want in Uganda. Mm. I have the numbers. Okay. I can prove it. They don't want to order from a website. They don't. Okay. They don't. They want to see your post on Facebook and comment and say, I'm interested. You handle the rest. Pick it up from there. Uh, Absolutely. Call him. I assure you. So okay. then what you need to do is figure out how you set up your own digital infrastructure okay. behind that process to make it seamless to the client. Okay. They don't want to download your app. They want to go on WhatsApp and chat with you and tell you what they want. They don't want to order on your website. (laughs)
0: They don't. But isn't that that like more of a niche market? How do you think the likes of Jumia are cutting around the corners of that?
1: So, the only reason Jumia can do it hmm. is that they have the money, the investment, to burn in waiting for people to catch up to that model. But if you're a small company, and you need money now, and you need orders now, and and you don't have rocket group, over the hell it is pouring billions, you yeah. meet the customer where they are. And if they tell you what's up me, you what's up them.
0: Wow man. So so well <laughs> back to the fundamentals. This this is like there's a gap between the consumer, the consumer lacks the fundamentals.
1: The consumer th- doesn't like anything. It's us, us tech guys that think the consumer, the consumer likes something <laughs> because we are <laughs> drunk on on Western <laughs> ideals I of how this business should work. Yeah, the true. consumer
0: doesn't like shit. True, true, true. Because <laughs> y- yesterday we were talking with David uh, on the same same subject and uh, I was telling him, and you can, uh, the way, what he was saying, you cannot do what Amazon is doing in, in Uganda or Europe.
1: Users aren't ready. Not
0: necessarily that, but then again, you look at the market segmentation of Africa and Europe. Same to Europe, there's no monopoly of anything. There's there's difference in culture. There's difference in user.
1: user. Absolutely.
0: So so when you break down that, and then you be like more of like a marketplace where you think you can dominate, maybe unless the government pulls strings or something, you're always going for to to, to like heading for doom. Yeah yeah
2: yeah. You're
0: heading for doom. So uh. And then talking about delivery and packaging mm-hmm, or, of mm-hmm, your products, mm-hmm. does it is it really important?
1: De- it's extremely. It's the last mile. It's extremely important. It's it it. My God. If there's <laughs> if there's one thing you have to have perfect, it's that
0: delivery and packaging.
1: Oh no, packaging, man, 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 packaging is whatever. Mm, but delivery. Uh, once the customers pays you, they want their stuff. Calling you every time. Where and is my? They wanted uh, their stuff, and uh, but I mean it's just c- it's classic customer service. Hmm. Once the customer is paid, mo- uh, thankfully most most Ugandan customers are understanding to the point of that they'll tell you when am I getting it. So they extract the promise. Okay. So when am I getting it? Now, what you have to do is number one, make sure that the promise you give you can fulfill. Yeah. Fulfill the promise exactly when you said you were going to. That's the whole key. How mm.
0: about <coughs> payment mode? Of course, cash on delivery. Oh man! <laughs> man. <laughs> oh, you, you open border that doesn't operate on a you see pay on delivery basis. Uh,
1: to, in a, to answer your question in a sideways way, question mm. My journey Mm. in hybrid digital entrepreneurship Mm. in this country Mm. has been slowly, me slowly, um, breaking down to what the customers want and getting rid of my old ideas. Okay. Right? Mm. Weird way to answer the question, but let me explain. Your question is, so payment methods. Mm. When people ask me sometimes, like, how do you guys handle payment? The, the shortest answer is, however the customer wants. So have as many options as you you can. They'll say I'm going. They'll tell you I'll leave it with the guy, the Oryx. Have your buddy guy deliver and then pick the money there. We'll do it. Can I send full payment now and then you guys handle the rest? We'll do it. Our standard policy is 50% deposit, balance on delivery. Okay. Some. We always get the deposit. The question is on that balance. Sometimes the, the delivery guy will bring it and then they'll send the money to the office line because they don't want to mm. give the guy cash. cash. We do that. So the whole trick, again, mm. which is I'm sure what Jumia has been going through for forever, mm. is eventually you build the infrastructure to to, to match the variety. In customer
0: realities. <laughs> okay, okay. So, uh, so uh, the, the key, the key takeaway from uh, you talked of digit, the hybrid digital solution is you figure out your value chain, digitize a bit of it. So, like building a store, setting up all your Facebook ads, is it like the last bit of everything, or it's a learning curve for for an entrepreneur? It's it, it, it. like let's say maybe in in layman's terms, it's like building the store. Building the online store, building the, the e-commerce platform—is
1: it? Yeah, that's, that, 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 that's irrelevant. It's relevant, <laughs> but, but
0: the point of <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. you running the digital part of it—is it the
1: last part L- of the like segment? Screenboard has a website. I, I I don't like to give out numbers, mm. but I'll say that a significant portion mm. of the orders we receive do not are not entered on our website. All
0: through social media.
1: Many different. I think that So, so, if, if the question is, should an entrepreneur set up the website? Yeah, S- set it up, but, but uh, be cognizant of what it represents in terms of the investment you're going to put into it in terms of time okay. and what you're going to get out of it. Okay. <laughs> the, I, the, 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 I, I get it. Because if you're selling anything... The first thing you have to ask yourself is, like, okay, who has money in Uganda? Who has a disposable income? Very few. Okay. Of those few, mm. how many have ever, ever, ever ordered something online and paid with a credit card? Again, that's very small.
0: category.
2: Uh-huh. Right?
1: And of the few that have disposable income, mm. right, mm. that have never paid using a credit card, how many how much of their money do you want how can you reach them how can they, how can they trust you and how can they pay you because they're not going to change they're too rich
0: <laughs> ok so it's you to figure out how of course. To, to open their wallets
1: because the real, real middle class with disposable income mm. in a country where labor is so cheap labor mm. is so cheap has someone at their beck and call to do everything that they need. So why in God's name would they go the extra mile for your piece of shit startup? They're not going to do it. It's up to you to innovate and get to them. So it's the, a the whole, the whole different landscape. out there. For sure. But For sure. But maybe because I've started and failed so much that these things seem like common sense to me.
0: Okay. True, true. But now, for me, I'm, I'm trying to work on a digital. But anyway, th- I think that would be a side conversation after. Uh, so first, tell us about uh, Printboard. What, what should we be excited about? Um, okay, first we talk. You, you, you hinted more about the challenges you guys have faced. Yes. So uh, can you dig, uh, uh, dive in talk about the key milestone? Do you guys like the five years p- roadmap plan you guys have?
1: And, what, yeah, yeah. what can
0: you say about the startup?
1: Um, we're growing, have <laughs> been growing, <laughs> w- want to grow more. Yeah. Um, at least I still retain that part of the, the Silicon Valley uh, narrative. Because I hate that narrative. But. okay, <laughs> uh, We're growing, we have been growing. What can you expect from us from the next five years? Mm. Um, continued growth, more products. I mean, if anyone sees us on social media, you you can see that the the product variety is always growing. We're always offering new things. We're always building on what we do. Mm. Um, Continue to improve our customer service. I think it's one of the best in the business, hands down, because I'm obsessive about it. Okay. Anyone that works (laughs) for me or with me will will tell you. Mm. Um, I mean, just continued excellence. Continued excellence. I, I, have been doing this long enough to where I don't have the bravado to, to be like, hey,
2: we're gonna do this.
1: The, the market will dictate. But what can I, what I can assure you is that we will never stop listening to the market, it's custom, and never, never. And we'll never stop taking advantage of, of the opportunities that the market gives us. True, true, in, true. in one way or another.
0: True. For me, I need, I need to get a thing, a T-shirt or. My Uganda Cranes jersey is... He? So just be be ready for my I order coming. Wait. We can't wait. <laughs> okay, we true. Can't wait. So coming to like more of our second last talking point. And mm. The landscape of bootstrapping versus raising mm. VC, raising capital from venture capital, mm. the VCs. Uh, I know you're big on bootstrapping. <laughs> I <laughs> have that
1: I consider, reputation. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know where <laughs> this reputation came from.
0: I know you're big on bootstrapping, but... <laughs> Have you, have you had a taste of of raising of raising money from taking taking orders from from different people, changing the narrative of your business? Have you had a taste of that? And what do you make of of the whole umbrella of VC? Mm.
1: So I've I've had a taste of it mm. um, in in other ventures where I wasn't a majority shareholder. Okay. Where well it's more like a minority. Like, like like early stage employee, okay. Like it's called. Yeah. So I, I so I've been in those meetings and I've seen firsthand what uh, how that plays out. And and the question kind of puts the cart before the horse b- because in all those situations uh, where I've been a part of it, it hasn't worked out. Right. Mm-hmm. And the reason it didn't work out wasn't because they went to VC or when they should have gone bootstrap or vice versa. Mm. It was because they didn't have product market fit. No one wanted the shit they were making. (laughs) And when when that's the issue, it doesn't matter if you bootstrap or if you go VC.
2: So Mm. I'm
1: indirectly answering your question. I know you understand, but Mm. there might be when I was earlier in the game, Mm. I thought that was an actual question to ask, but it was the wrong question. It was more like... How do I make something that people want to use? If I make something that people want to use, mm. eventually, I'll want more people to use it. Okay. When I want more people to use it, mm. I have to get different things to allow more people to use it. Okay. When I need to get those things,
2: so
1: then where do I get the money?
0: Start asking the questions.
1: Uh-huh, then where do I get the money? Mm. If I have the money, then I'll put in the money. If I don't have the money, I'll go find someone to give me the money. When they're going to give me the money, I have to ask myself, do I want them to have a part of my company, or do I want to borrow the money and then pay it back later? Right? True. Then then that's a decision I have to make. But you see, that's a chain of decisions, all made after a series of events have happened. So your question is farther down the road after product marketing, Okay,
0: so the whole point, you need to first figure out your market. The product you have. Uh, to sell it. You have your market. Do you people
1: want whatever the hell you're selling? That's all that counts.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: Uh, after that. Mm, after that. Because mm. I, w- I really want to ask you a question. Yeah, yeah, true. The, 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 um, your own money or VC route, yes, right? yes. As I told in that series of events earlier. When you reach that point,
2: mm.
1: when you have product-market fit and users are banging on your door,
2: mm.
1: the realities at that moment will dictate that answer. Because let's say you say, if I go to a Ugandan bank and I get 20% interest, I want, I'm, and they're going to give me 30 million and I have to put my uncle's house up, right? Yeah, true. Or mm. I find some angel, Silicon Valley, Nairobi type guy that will give me 50 grand and take 20% of the company, mm. Right? Which way do you go? It depends. It depends. You see what I mean? It mm. depends. Because if you say to yourself, no, I think my company is going to be like the next Amazon. Right? Mm. The next Amazon, 20% of that is a lot. <laughs> you buy 10 of your uncle's houses if this <laughs> shit works out. You see what I mean? So but, you don't, you, so you don't get that VC. Money. But it's a gamble. So the uh-huh. decision, the decision. Uh-huh. How how
0: do you get to the nitty-gritty design <laughs> and it's, say I'm going to do VC or get a loan at twenty percent rate? That's
1: the whole point of
0: entrepreneurship.
1: It's always a gamble. It's all a gamble. <laughs> but you gamble on yourself. <laughs> okay. It is. There is no. That's the one thing about entrepreneurship. It's all risk it's all risk. Every time that I, I say to myself, mm. I'm going to work for five minutes on an idea, I'm risking. True. That's correct. So the decision you're talking about is just that on a larger scale. Because if you go the Ugandan bank route and your uncle can sit tight mm. and you convince him to take five percent, I think things play out well. Imagine if Jeff Bezos had 35% of Amazon. He'd be the richest guy ever. But he has 12%. And he's
2: still the richest guy in the world.
0: <laughs> so uh, then, mm, how about building like exit strategy? Building for to
1: to sell off to someone. Nah, 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 Doesn't that, work that, for that, you. That's insanity. <laughs> your users don't care about your exit strategy. They don't give a shit. <laughs> but
0: but, but, yeah. but still, it's a valid business. It's a valid. Oh, you don't need to
1: go down that lane. In the beginning, that's the last thing that matters. It's, I, I assure you, m- maybe to your point, mm. that you should put in the legal documented infrastructure to allow for a sensible exit eventually. Okay. So that's taking care of your cap table, equity, whatever, shares. Mm. So I don't talk like one of those fancy guys. Mm. Shares, making sure that the shares are documented. Who owns what? In the early stages. Uh-huh. That, to answer your question from that angle, that is very necessary. Because honestly, in the beginning, mm. when it's just you and friends, it's like yeah, yeah. How much do you want? Give, give me. me give me five. <laughs> give me five. Okay. What do you, you what you want to be what? I want to be I want to be CMO. <laughs> Slap you with a title. <laughs> oh, that's
0: so Okay, so uh, Ivan, uh, th- th- thanks for, for, for this sit-down. Um, y- you have dropped a lot of knowledge to an un- 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 aspiring entrepreneur in this <laughs> short clip here. So w- which last piece of advice would you give someone coming into entrepreneurship, specifically the digital bit of, of entrepreneurship?
2: Just
1: begin. Just, Get begin. Started. Just begin. That's all that matters it, it, it. I, I, I can assure you that I have attempted and failed many times like I know what failures like like I'm like I won't say I'm good at failure because that's impossible but I know I know what the rhythm of failure feels like and because of that I'm able to react and better able to take advantage of success when it comes Thank you the, the Reading blogs and listening to people helps okay. but there is no substitute for blood There is no substitute like you got to get out there and bleed you, you have to know for yourself you you have to there's
0: they, Every journey is different in this room. for sure. sure
1: I'm telling you like the learnings. I have about doing digital in Uganda mm. some of them I, I, They're just uh, Not explain it, they're subconscious, dude. Like, I just know (laughs) this (laughs) will happen, not not just this will happen, but I know how to interpret signals from the market from failing so much, okay? And and that, um, the the one of the bad things with tech entrepreneurship now is that guys can get into understanding paralysis, right? Mm. Where they think they're going to read read their way to success. Like, if I read enough shit, my product will be successful. If I listen to enough guys, my mm. product... Your users don't know who the hell you've listened to, and they don't care. True, 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 <laughs> true. So, yeah. you're better off... Be- you'd rather not even listen to a damn thing, right? Mm. And, and, and if you had to pick. Of course, it's better to do both. Mm. But... Just begin. That's all that counts. It, wh- whatever whatever thing you're waiting for to begin is, is I assure you, it doesn't work. Huh? It, it, it's 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 you're wasting it. Just to begin and go. True, true, true. Uh, thanks things
0: again on that. Uh, so, talk about the landscape of tech industry, in Uganda. What's your point of view? What What do you think the government can do in terms of policy frameworks, infrastructure? What needs what needs to be done to, to put us there on the map of, mm. of tech? Because tech here, the the conversation we're having now is, because uh, to an average user, it's a different conversation they're having down there. Sure, sure. So, so what do you think needs to, to be tweaked around? Add it or remove? Do we do we need more of like an independent entity with managers, tech? Because <laughs> Nita is Nita Nita is doing, I don't know, it's not. They're uh, doing what they can, but it's not mm. enough. So,
1: mm, mm. Yeah.
0: W- what's your point of view on that? I
1: mean, it depends on what we want. But, uh, uh, it's a weird way to ask you a ask mm. question, but mm. it depends on what I- the different stakeholders want. Because I think sometimes there's, there's a huge, not disparity, but like they're speaking different languages. If you talk to the average developer and tech person, and you talk to the average Uganda bureaucrat, mm. They both have they both have misconceptions of what the other wants to do. Does that make true, sense? True, true, true. <laughs> so the tech guys think that the government is trying to do this. The government thinks that the tech guys need them to do, want them to do this. So they are they are going for different realities and both failing the execution. So let let me tell you what I want to happen. <laughs> you see what I'm saying because yeah. it's hard to answer your question because True. I can't speak for I can speak for the tech sides I don't know what the hell the government wants to do they, they it depending on who you listen to and depending on their understanding of what tech actually in this country actually means mm. it's just it's just a smorgasbord of nonsense like pure confusion on that side for, for wh- whoever's fault it is it is what it is mm. but like um, the simplest way to say it is iron sharpens iron Right, and you're going like, Ivan, what the hell are you talking about? Okay. It's very simple. Mm. If you look at any industry, right, mm. with any any industry, whether it's hip-hop, rap, tech, fashion, basketball, football, whatever, mm. right, no matter what the industry is, mm. right, mm. there's always hotspots or places that generate champions. True. You, you, you're with me? Yes, I do. Okay. Did. And those champions come from an environment, right? True. Sure. Okay? Yeah. If you look at football players, okay, American football, <laughs> it's what I know. Okay, let's look at soccer. Let's
0: talk basketball. Look okay. at
1: basketball, mm. basketball, right? Mm. You look at the hotspot. How, how many, they come from urban areas. Sure. Why do they come from urban areas? Because that vi- environment, in that environment, iron sharpens iron. If you're an average basketball player, in the middle of nowhere, Iowa. Do you know where Iowa is? Okay, middle of nowhere, Masaka. Mm. Okay? And you're the best basketball player in Masaka. Right? Mm. And you go to places where LeBron comes from, places where these top players because they all come from the same I, areas. I come to Aha. will you be any good? Even if you're the best basketball player in Masaka? No. <laughs> You'll be garbage. <laughs> What's the difference? Okay environment. Mm. Because in an environment, that saying is iron sharpens iron. So when everyone in an environment is good and the people that are younger are looking at the people that are good, the people that are younger get better faster and the champions move on. And the only way you get out of there as a champion is if you're better than everyone else. So everyone in the middle level is trying right, to get better by being better than everyone around them. The guy in Masaka has no one to be better than. It's just him. So you'll never get any good. Mm. But if you go to the U.S., you, I know, Imagine. Mm. Imagine growing up in the in, in the pickup places where Alan Iverson grew up. How good are those guys? Even the bad guy. How good are those <laughs> Should guys? Should be really good, true. The guys that practice with mm. LeBron. Even mm. the guys that weren't How good are those guys? True, true. I get it.
0: So how do we translate that to...
1: Uh, I'm, I'm getting there. Mm. I'm long-winded, but I'm getting there. Okay. Let's go to India. Mm. India is one of the tech hubs in the entire world, mm. right? Mm. What America has done with the basketball, India has done with tech. They have an environment. In that environment, iron sharpens iron. They're always competing with each other. They have the tools to compete with each other. You, you see, that the environment is there. Last example, if you look at Silicon Valley, why do all the great the consumer tech companies come from there? Mm because they're all competing with each other. Mm. Only the best come out of that. So, if we want tech in this country to create the best, we have to foster an environment that allows that to happen. How do you foster an environment that allows that to happen? We'll go to the basics. First and foremost, these niggas need the tools. Mm. It doesn't matter how competitive or how good or how great your app is. If you don't have a laptop and if you don't have data and you don't have food, and you have to decide between data and food, forget it. Nothing comes good. Nothing, mm. nothing. So th- th- those are the basics that can be done. Mm. Then after that, it w- essentially in parallel, so in parallel in, to b- in building that environment, enabling guys to compete, and enabling guys to exchange ideas. Mm. Like some of the best times I've had in tech in Uganda was at, uh, you can take that. Was at well, it's tech hubs like Outbox back in the day and then years ago there was a place called uh ha. it was at ham towers
0: Oh, well, the one opposite my career. yeah my what was its name <laughs>
1: this was the <laughs> best hub ever like we were like in there like a bunch of tech animals well locks came out of there mm-hmm. i did an app called e-ride we won a bunch of stuff and because it was me and guys bouncing off ideas and we'd get there and could buy Rolexes and chapatis and code all night and exchange ideas, but that was a microcosm of what a Silicon Valley's like. True, that was a microcosm because the, the truth was the people that were managing it kind of weren't paying attention, so they weren't stressing us for rent, they weren't checking who was coming or going. <laughs> N- niggas would sleep there, but had nowhere <laughs> to go. We just sleep there because we had no transport to go home. <laughs> so, but some of the great things i still use to this day came from that environment because we were free and we and and by accident we had support to innovate
0: okay so we need, we need that at scale in a way yeah. or two
1: absolutely absolutely because then after you do that mm. you do what india has done right mm. you take those guys and you find someone right mm. that can gain access to foreign markets Okay. okay, because guys are always trying to make Ugandan programmers. I'm Delamart or whatever. It's, it's not that Ugandan programmers suck. It's just that they have no exposure. True, True. 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 to talk learn, about to, to learn the technical skills and the soft skills required. Like the projects I manage for foreign clients, I shield Ugandan developers from them. I won't let them talk to them. Because they don't have the soft skills. But have you had a refactory? This is a new, great, brilliant idea. Yeah, yeah, great, true. like really brilliant things idea. like Refactory. Um, I forget the other names. They're amazing. Mm. They're awesome. They're great. Hopefully they can grow. Hopefully there's a bureaucrat somewhere that sees the value in that. But
2: they don't.
0: All right, Ivan. Ivan, thank you, thank you for for this chit chat. You're welcome. Uh, so, so, yep, this is our.